Welcome back, Creatures of the Night, to episode 18 of the Collecting Dead Man podcast. I am your host, as always, Stephen Zeman, and I want to welcome you back to the place where we talk everything Undertaker, merchandise, memories, and more. Uh, If you have not done so, please subscribe to this podcast. Please leave me a five-star review. It greatly helps out the podcast. So wherever you uh, are subscribed or not yet subscribed, please find your preferred podcast platform. Subscribe to this podcast and leave us a five-star review. And while you're at it, check out our YouTube channel, Collecting Dead Man on YouTube. Check out all the great watch-along videos, toy hunts, and unboxings I have up there. There is plenty more to come in the future. Uh, Hopefully get out there this weekend and do some toy hunting at some Walmart and Targets. Elite 85 is hitting Walmarts right now, so it'd be great to uh, find a Boneyard Taker out in the wild. And also the Collector's Edition Kama. I know that would go great with my Legends Series 9 Undertaker. Um, So hopefully have good luck this week. I'll be videotaping my uh, toy hunts, so hopefully have that video up there this weekend. And uh, there's plenty more watch-alongs coming your way uh, in about a month. uh, Randy Turco and myself will be uh, convening again to bring you SummerSlam 1999. And I'm sure I'll have some... uh, great special guests beforehand and afterwards so to bring you uh, some great watch-alongs in the meantime and um, I'm gonna do some more unboxings and some more figure hunts and hopefully uh, bring you that much anticipated look into my Undertaker Tubbs uh, collection uh, I know that one I've been talking about for a couple weeks now it you know just busyness with life and everything else but hopefully can get that coming your way in the next uh, coming weeks but uh, head over to our our YouTube channel and give us a subscribe there as well and if you want to sport some collecting dead man merchandise head on over to my T public store there's something for everybody there t-shirts sweatshirts masks stickers Everything you can think of, T Public's got it for you. So support the podcast in any way you can by leaving a review, subscribing, and pick up some merchandise. And that is it for podcast news for the week. So we just head right into Tales from the Grave, where we got some taker memories, figure hunting memories, and everything in between. And of course, this week in Tales from the Grave, we are starting off with my favorite Undertaker memories. And I figured this week I would talk about witnessing Undertaker's third and final reign as World Heavyweight Champion. And the reason why I just thought about that is because it coincides with my figure hunting memory. But it's it was nice to be able to enjoy a long, uh, lengthy reign with him as champion. Um, as many of you know, he started off uh, with his championship by defeating CM Punk at Hell in the Cell 2009. 
and he goes on to carry the championship until February of 2010 where he loses it at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view due to interference from Shawn Michaels that sets up the legendary WrestleMania streak versus career match. But the reason why I I wanted to talk about this is because um, not only does it coincide with the figure hunting memory coming up, it also just gives a look into some of the classic matches Undertaker was putting on in 2009 and 2010. Uh, He goes from a uh, very underrated Hell in the Cell match with CM Punk to the Fatal 4-Way at Bragging Rights where he fights CM Punk, Rey Mysterio, and Batista. From there, he goes on to a triple threat match at Survivor Series against Chris Jericho and Big Show. Again, very underrated match. I remember watching this a few months ago um, and lead up to Undertaker's 30th anniversary. I was watching old Survivor Series pay-per-views and this one was one of the ones I watched. And I just remembered uh, both championship main events were triple threats. John Cena defended the WWE Championship against Shawn Michaels and Triple H, and Undertaker against Big Show and Chris Jericho. And I think if memory serves right, this is the only time Undertaker and Chris Jericho face each other on a pay-per-view. I think it's a feud that WWE should have capitalized on in the past, especially in the beginning of the Attitude Era of like 99-2000. Undertaker and Chris Jericho could have definitely put on a great WrestleMania match. And it's just like the paths never crossed in all the times that they were in WWF and WWE until right here in 2009, like the tail end of 09, Undertaker and Chris Jericho fight each other with the addition of Big Show. Um, very underrated match in my opinion. Uh, Undertaker of course retains and then he goes on to the TLC match where he hits a chairs match against Batista in December of 2009. A bit of a controversial finish. Uh, Batista hits Undertaker with a low blow. Uh, Batista gets the win. Teddy Long comes out, restarts the match because a low blow is not technically legal in the chairs match, only the chairs are legal. So, the match is restarted, Undertaker is able to grab Batista into the tombstone and gets the three count for the victory and he retains the title. And then that goes on to facing Rey Mysterio at the Royal Rumble. Uh, Again, Undertaker fights very well against smaller opponents. Uh, Of course, you didn't think how well he was going to do with someone as small as Rey Mysterio. And, you know, they built it as a David versus Goliath match. You know, Mysterio was a world champion in the past. Could he be able to knock off The Undertaker like he knocked off Kurt Angle and Randy Orton? And, you know, as David conquered Goliath in this match, Goliath was able to conquer David. Um, Undertaker retains the championship. Um, Another underrated championship match for The Undertaker. You know, a lot of people, when they think of Undertaker's career, they don't think of his championship matches. They think of his WrestleMania matches. They think of murky Hell in the Cells and feuds like with Lesnar and Triple H and 
Shawn Michaels. You don't think of championship matches. Uh, but his championship reign in 97, like we saw, brought a lot of underrated matches. His championship reign in 2002. And his World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, all three reigns brought very underrated matches that people don't tend to think back and reminisce about but you know in his first reign he had those classics against Batista second one the classics against Edge and now as we see in his third reign all cla- all underrated classics with um, superstars who are usually kept out of title pictures like Rey Mysterio this was like his first time getting back into the title picture in like three years CM Punk um, Chris Jericho Big Show and of course, Undertaker defends his championship in an Elimination Chamber match against people like John Morrison, uh, Chris Jericho again, who ends up defeating The Undertaker, uh, CM Punk, Big Show, all people, you know, it's people that are given an opportunity against The Undertaker to, to uh, fight for his championship. So it's just, it was nice to enjoy a long, lengthy reign. Uh, I, of course, was not watching in 97 to enjoy his lengthy reign in 97. But the reigns that I was able to see, you know, usually short. Like his reign in 99, his reign in 2002, and, of course, uh, his reigns in his World Heavyweight Championship before this was not as long. A couple months. So this was nice to reminisce about on this episode um, because I feel like people don't give enough attention to some of his championship uh, defenses and matches. Uh, Especially as we see in 2002, he has a great match against Triple H at King of the Ring, uh, his Triple Threat match at Vengeance against Kurt Angle and The Rock, his defenses against Jeff Hardy on Raw, Randy Orton on SmackDown. Um, It's just something, you know, a lot of his title defenses get overlooked because people look to Undertaker as a WrestleMania and as a contender for championships and a Hell in the Cell participant. So it's nice to just go back and see all the underrated championship matches and defenses he was able to have. And of course that brings me to like the figure history of his time as World Heavyweight Champion. Um, I would go with Elite 8 or Elite 14. I like that angry, uh, searing head scan that Mattel gave The Undertaker on these two elites. With his uh, his teeth showing, you know, he's, he's like, uh, he's ready for battle. And a champion, Undertaker, defending his title against a worthy opponent you can see the emotion in his face and you can see it here in these uh, elite figures elite 8 and elite 14 and the reason why I chose all this is because the figure hunting memory is the thing I thought of first so I worked it all around it is I was thinking about Kmart and how much you know how much I miss Kmart and it's definitely a store that is missed nowadays with the shortages of toy stores 
and competition to Walmart and Target in terms of finding action figures. Now, if many of my listeners know, Kmart was fan central for the Mattel WWE. Um, they did a lot of Kmart exclusive uh, playsets. I know they had backstage playsets, entrance ramps, uh, three packs, four packs, and stuff like that. And I'll always remember um, when I mentioned Elite 14 is because one of my memories is going to a Target back in 2014 that was closing and it was on Easter Sunday of all days and I was able to find a mint condition Elite 14 Undertaker still on the shelves and what was so weird about that is because that morning I was thinking to myself, I was going to have to rebuy Elite 14 for my collection because the one that I had, its tape was peeling off the uh, top of the box, which caused the box flap to like pop open. So of course, me being the crazy collector that I am, I know I, I needed a new one with better tape. So you know, just I was thinking I would have to get it on eBay. Or maybe I'll have luck on the uh, action figure forums because I was using that a lot to buy and sell uh, wrestling figures at the time. But you know, my parents just decided to go out to go to Kmart uh, because it was they knew it was closing, and we just we went to mass. We uh, were you know downtime before having dinner. So we're going to Kmart, they were closing, we checked the toy section, and lo and behold, it seems like the toy section was like untouched at this Kmart. They had basics and battle packs, and they had play sets, and um, they had the uh, three packs, and elites, and of all the things to find there, I found a mint condition Elite 14 Undertaker, you know, it was divine to happen. You know, someone up there heard me that I needed this figure on this day, and I was able to find it. And that's the Elite 14 Undertaker that I still have in my collection today, buried, you know, down in one of those nine tubs that I have here. It is here. It's still, you know, the box was perfect. I couldn't find anything wrong about it, and this is going on in a Kmart that's closing. So you think you won't have any luck finding anything, but lo and behold, it was here at this time. And it's always a memory I'll always remember. Just finding that figure that I just told myself I needed that day. And just finding it, you know, in a store that you that's closing and it's like a, a figure um, section that's untouched, you know, there's nothing better. There's nothing better in the collecting game than seeing like figures that you need or like a nice stock of something. And especially when they're having a sale because they're going out of business. And I just remembered Kmart and thinking how much they're needed now more than ever. You know, Walmart and Target is good, but it's always good to have competition. As we see in the wrestling business, it's no different than in the uh, corporate world. 
And if only Kmart or Toys R Us was still around, maybe we'd have better luck in finding the things we need. Maybe we'd get better exclusives, better playsets, and more box sets. I, I really miss the box sets that Kmart was able to put out and that Toys R Us was able to put out. But uh, that's my figure hunting memory for the day. It's just something that popped into my head. You know, Easter Sunday, going to a uh, Kmart that's closing, finding Elite 14, and all these other great figures in the toy section. You know, there's nothing better. And uh, to get into some figure news, San Diego Comic-Con is on the horizon. It is about a week away. And uh, Mattel just the other day released the uh, San Diego Comic-Con exclusive figure um, that is going to go up for sale on the Mattel creation site on 7:22 at 12 noon Eastern. It is the Sergeant Slaughter, who is a friend of the show. He follows me on Twitter. So if anybody out there is interested in supporting the legend that is Sergeant Slaughter, Make sure to buy at least two of these figures when they drop on the 22nd at noon. Because it's limit two. There's a chase variant on a black carding. It's designed like an LJN packaging. Um, you know, me being a mint on card Undertaker guy, I can respect uh, packaging. And I think this is a wonderful packaging how they did it reminiscent of the LGNs. They have a blue carding and they have the black card chase variant. They have uh, all these great accessories for the Sarge and it's modeled after his Hasbro slash LJN mail away figure that they had in the 80s. Um, I think it's great crossover appeal for G.I. Joe collectors, WWE collectors, and also people who love the LJN era. So uh, I thought it was, I think it's a great uh, exclusive. I only collect Undertaker, but I'm tempted to buy one. You know, support Sarge. He follows the podcast on Twitter. You never know, he may be a listener. If you're listening, Sarge, you know, it's, you're, you're a legend in the business, and I hope everybody listening will support this action figure and buy at least two hope to get a chase and um, I think it's a great crossover appeal and an exclusive it's something that Mattel always puts out a great San Diego Comic-Con exclusive I remember my first one being the 2010 Ministry Undertaker I love that blue box they always do great uh, exclusives and this one's no different so if you're interested in supporting Mattel, the Elite line. Uh, it's an Ultimate Edition, so it's gonna have the uh, Ultimate Joints and all these uh, wonderful accessories. So um, be sure to, if you're gonna add it to your collection, I recommend it. I may do it just, just to support the Sarge and Mattel. Um, they released uh, the schedule of what the Mattel Creations is going to uh, be putting out there. Um, they look like they have a special WWE announcement on the 19th. So as of this recording, it's six days away. Um, a special launch on the 24th, so it's a week away. And um, action figure attack on 
Instagram, which is Steve Ozer, who works for Mattel, and in the WWE line, he's a wealth of knowledge on the uh, wrestling figs form. Um, I recommend checking out their Q&A section. He's great in answering questions. He put out that the uh, a little timetable, I would say. That of course the 22nd, as I said, noon Eastern. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter Ultimate Edition drops on Mattel Creations. On the 23rd, the Ultimate Edition Fan Takeover Jeff Hardy and Hulk Hogan drop on Amazon. Um, the Mattel Creations that's going to be revealed on the 19th will be available on the 23rd. There's going to be a Ringside Collectibles exclusive that's going to be revealed on the 23rd that's going to be available for pre-order that day as well. And Legend Series 12 will be available for pre-order at Target. And on the 24th, there's going to be the Masters of the Universe Wave 7 and the Hollywood Elite uh, line available at Walmart. So, plenty of stuff coming up for WWE Mattel figure news. Hoping to have some kind of news on any Undertaker figures coming out soon. Of course, I will be... Uh, doing a San Diego Comic Con uh, recap episode for my listeners so uh, stay tuned for that next week so I will recap if uh, all the figures that they will be planning on releasing for pre-orders and for the future and we will uh, do just special focus on any Undertaker items as well uh, but funny that I mentioned that Hollywood Elite line, that is something that was uh, spoiled over there on Instagram a few days ago. Uh, it looks like Mattel is going to have a line ex- uh, focusing on uh, superstars who star in Hollywood films. The first series is The Rock from Hobbs and Shaw, John Cena from Fast and Furious 9, and Roddy Piper from They Live. Um, I hope to see Undertaker from Suburban Commando. I think that would be a great thing to have in a series. They can have Hulk Hogan from Suburban Commando, The Undertaker from Suburban Commando, and they can have a third figure in the series, like maybe another another Hulk Hogan from um, another movie he did or any other wrestler. But I think uh, a Suburban Commando Undertaker would be great. Um... If they're going to do also include television, because that's also Hollywood, I would love a Soul Chaser Undertaker. If you ever saw the the Poltergeist Legacy TV series, Undertaker um, starred as the Soul Chaser in two episodes. Uh, I always remember watching that back in 1999, and uh, it's something that always sticks in my head. I would love... Um, a Poltergeist Legacy Undertaker figure if they're going a TV series route but if they're sticking to just strictly movies I would uh, I think the Suburban Commando Undertaker is a definite must even though Undertaker called it one of the worst films in history you know they can capitalize on the Undertaker's likeness and a Suburban Commando Undertaker would go great in this set and um, that is it for figure news you know a lot coming our way uh ringside collectibles is still doing their christmas in july sale so if you're looking to grab anything 
over there on Wing Side. You know, they have plenty of 10% off coupons, and um, they have a free shipping coupon. Hope to get this podcast a 10% off coupon one of these days. You know, maybe when we get more followers, more subscribers on YouTube, Ringside will notice us and we'll get a 10% off coupon for my Creatures of the Night. Uh, but no Undertaker news to report since last week. And um, that is it for Tales from the Grave. You know, it's a lot coming our way. Uh, I'm excited for San Diego Comic Con. I'm excited for all the reveals. And I'm excited to share the news with my Creatures of the Night of what drops uh, next week and what they reveal. So stay tuned and uh, subscribe to the podcast so you get that episode. You don't want to miss out on uh, any new reveals that they may uh, come out with. So um, on that note, let us go to Digging Up Dead Man where I talk about my weekly purchases. Of course, Weekly Purchases is the part of the show where I talk about what I got through eBay, Macari, uh, anything I have found in the stores, or, you know, maybe I found something through Facebook or Instagram. So let's see what came through the mail this week, and uh, let's start digging up Dead Man. The first thing I got came from J and J Co. Figures on Instagram. Give them a follow. I got the Superstars Uncovered Undertaker Magazine figure. Uh, if anybody out there is familiar with the Superstars Uncovered series, it is when they took a WWE magazine cover of a wrestler and made a figure out of it, gave you like a little mini magazine, and had like the magazine behind the figure. So it's like the figure was coming out of the magazine cover. I think it's was really well done it's a fun little thing jacks did and um i just i was had this on my checklist i couldn't find it for the longest time especially in good condition but j and j co figures on instagram came through great deal hit them up they have uh, a lot of figures on their ebay store they'll give you a great deal if you contact them on instagram saves you fees and tax so uh, I will link them in the description of this podcast episode if you want to head on over to Instagram and uh, check out what they have uh, by way of Makari I got the Back Talking Slammers Series 3 Undertaker um, and another tough one to find especially in mint condition because of the the way the plastic is formed around the action figure and uh, everything like the talking mechanism luckily this one still talks so that's always a plus you know if it didn't it didn't because you know it's almost a 20 year old figure so I'm not expecting uh, the things to talk but pleasantly surprised so glad to add that in my collection and the next two things by way of eBay uh, Ring Rage best of 2007 uh, I always found this was a hard one to find because it shares the same packaging as Ring Rage 24.5. So you have to be like, you have to look very closely at the bottom of the figure where it says Best of 2007. 
and that and the back of the box is the only differences from Ring Rage 24.5 because at the top it still says Ring Rage Series 24.5 it's the same Undertaker uh, figure it's the same Undertaker photo the same coloring of the card the only differences on the back it just has a giant WWE logo and on the bottom it says best of 2007 so luckily I found I found one someone listed it listed it just as ring rage undertaker uh, great box so I was glad to finally check that one off the list as well and the final thing that came through for weekly purchases was something I didn't even know was being produced it's the micro collection five pack if anybody knows those Dollar Tree figures uh, the little micro figures they sell. Um, this one was just put in a five pack with John Cena, Roman Reigns, The Rock, and Braun Strowman. And of course, you have The Undertaker in there. So it's the newest set of micro figures that they released at uh, Dollar Trees. I didn't even know this was, they were creating a five pack. Uh, it's just something I stumbled across on eBay. Um, and of course, anything new of Undertaker that I didn't know existed, you'll find it out here first because I'm probably going to stumble upon it first. And I'm glad to add that to my collection. Uh, it came great. So that's all we can hope for in during, when we entrust the mailman. That the seller packs it well and that it arrives on your doorstep in the same condition that they sent it. So, uh, great to add those four items to my collection. Um, all four things that, three of the four, I was looking to cross off my checklist for the longest time. And of course, the fourth one, I didn't even know existed. So, uh, didn't even have to add it to the checklist. It was marked off before even being added on. So, uh, that's always great to happen. So, that's all for weekly purchases this week. And hopefully uh, next week uh, have some fun things coming in the mail as well. So we'll see what uh, arrives on our doorstep in time for uh, recording next week. But until then, let's move on to Taker's Mark. Of course, in Taker's Mark, that's why I talk about one of my favorite Undertaker matches, and then pair that with an Undertaker figure that best represents that match. And this week in Taker's Mark is a match I just mentioned briefly in Tales from the Grave, and that is King of the Ring 2002, where Undertaker defends his undisputed championship against Triple H. And the reason why I chose this match is because I just watched this match back a couple days ago uh, just going through pay-per-views on Peacock seeing what seems interesting to watch and King of the Ring 2002 popped into my mind just because you know I haven't seen um, the pay-per-view in a long time so I said why why not let's give it a watch and Undertaker and Triple H just have amazing chemistry together they had amazing chemistry at WrestleMania 17. They had amazing chemistry here in King of the Ring. And they had amazing chemistry 
at WrestleMania 27, 28, and Super Showdown in 2018. I think they work so well together. I will always go on record to say that Undertaker's WrestleMania matches against Triple H are more favorited by me than his matches against Shawn Michaels. Uh, I love the Shawn Michaels WrestleMania matches. It's just everybody chooses the Shawn Michaels WrestleMania matches. So a part of me likes to be different. So I will always choose the Triple H uh, saga over the Shawn Michaels one. But even coming back here to Undertaker's defense against uh, Triple H, they mesh so well together. It, and the odd thing here is Triple H is the face and Undertaker is the heel. So Undertaker has pulls out heel tactics. Uh, he tries using uh, weapons, distracting referees, punching out referees. And of course Undertaker wins the match, you know, by a cheap roll-up. Undertaker gives Triple H a low blow. Referee doesn't see it. Undertaker rolls up Triple H for the three count and Undertaker retains the Undisputed Championship. He will uh, hold the championship for another month and a half where he finally drops it to The Rock at uh, Vengeance. And it's it sets up such a good storyline for Vengeance because Rock comes out for, at, for the match to go on commentary with uh, Jim Ross and Taz. Uh, Undertaker punches out Rock midway through the match. Rock gets involved in the match. Rock stays by the ramp to see Undertaker win. Undertaker calls back Rock down to like give a face-off. Rock and Undertaker brawl. Um, Rock gets in a uh, people's elbow. Triple H gives a pedigree to Rock. So you're thinking that Undertaker is going to fight Triple H and Rock at Vengeance, but he ends up fighting Kurt Angle and Rock. So, uh, a little bit of a swerve at the end, um, and a little bit of swerve at the end of the match to set up the Vengeance triple threat. Um, I loved it, going back and re-watching it, because like I said earlier, Undertaker and Triple H always work well together. And seeing Undertaker as champion is great. Seeing him successfully defend a championship is even better. And like I said earlier in Tales from the Grave when talking about his reign as World Heavyweight Champion, you know, a lot of his championship matches get overlooked. They get uh, seen as very underrated. And because it goes back to what I said, Undertaker is seen as a WrestleMania performer. He's seen as a championship contender most times. And is seen as somebody who is like a gimmick match. Someone like a Hell in a Cell, a cage, a casket. That's what people think of when they think of Undertaker. They don't think of championship defenses. But his championship matches, his defenses, I always love seeing them. Always great to go back and rewatch. And this one's no different. If you have the time, go to Peacock. King of the Ring 2002, it is the main event where The Undertaker defends his undisputed championship against Triple H. 
and it is just an absolute banger of a match as they say and to pair this with action figures I chose Defining Moments Triple H from his return in 2002 and Elite 18 Undertaker his big evil red devil heel run is perfectly represented in Elite 18 so that's if only they would have given him the undisputed title there instead of in Elite 55 I think it would have been a perfect match but I think those two uh, work out very well in representing Undertaker and Triple H at King of the Ring 2002. So now we go on to my favorite segment of the show, Buried Alive. Buried Alive is when I just take a weird or odd piece of Undertaker merchandise, talk about what were they thinking when they made this, totally drag the hell out of it, and tell you why it probably is in my collection or will be in the future. And this week, the guest of honor for Buried Alive is Backlash Series 2. This is uh, a KB exclusive. This is when Jax was in the process of repainting the leftover bone-crunching action figures uh, in the midst of releasing Titantron Live Series figures. And um, the reason why I chose Backlash Series 2 over the rest is because this one is just completely odd. It, they took the, um, the championship title series Undertaker or you know the Buried Alive Undertaker the best of 98 Undertaker any type of those all black um, Undertakers like the, the skinny version Undertaker before they remade him in Superstar Series 7 um, they took that Undertaker they repainted his hair brown they repainted his black shirt blue and that is it they didn't give him any tattoos. The black shirt painted blue. They they still have all the like Lord of Darkness design on it. They didn't give him gloves. They kept his original hands, so it has his gauntlets instead of gloves. His shoulders still has like the tattered sleeves and they just tried to pass this off as an American badass Undertaker. Well, it just looks like a it just looks like a repainted 1997 Jack's Bone Crunching Action Undertaker figure. Um, they would do they would do the Su Superstar Series Seven Undertaker head from now on after this in Backlash Series Three, Four, and Five. Uh, in series 4 and 5 they do give him tattoos uh, I think series 5 on the orange card is probably the best version they put out uh, but it was a it was a toss-up between series 2 and series 3 because series 3 is no better it's just the superstar series 7 head it's got like an Austin torso and I think like Shawn Michaels chaps jeans yeah, it's the these backlash figures are not 
well received they're not favorably looked upon it's just you know a jack's cash grab of repainting uh, the leftover figures getting the most out of the molds as Kyle Peterson would say and you know it was a coin toss between which one's gonna be buried alive uh, probably bury the entire backlash series alive I think that's what we'll do we'll just well uh, instead of saying just backlash series 2 is buried alive the entire Backlash Undertakers are buried alive. Series 2, 3, 4, and 5 Undertakers, you know, after re-looking at all these photos, they just, re they just bury all four of them. Um, I have all four in my collection. Um, they, you know, it's not... As someone who collects only Undertaker, you're not going to have some of the best always. And that is certainly the case here. I am a sucker for bone crunching action. That was that was my figures when I became a fan of Undertaker and WWF. The bone crunchers were the best. And so I re I bought these for my collection because they're Undertaker. They're nostalgic, but they are awful to the ninth degree. I wish that they would have put more effort into this series um, but like I said the last one they put out of Undertaker is the best one they had some, it's like a black vest and blue jeans it looks the best for the badass taker the other three are awful so I'm sorry if anybody out there loves the Backlash series I am sorry I am dragging the series but that is what we do here in Buried Alive we drag the hell out of things and, um, yeah. Nothing more to say for the Backlash series. The pictures are on the Wrestling Figure Database if you want to take a look at them. And you'll understand why they are buried alive for this week. And that is it. Creatures of the Night. That wraps up episode 18. If you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, please do so. Please leave us a five-star review. Uh, download us on your preferred podcast platform. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Pick up some merchandise and our uh, merchandise stores. And uh, join us here next week where we continue that ride through Death Valley. Trying to collect Undertaker merchandise. Giving an insight into Undertaker matches and talking all about Undertaker memories and more. So thank you again, Creatures of the Night, for joining me here this week. And as we say every week, keep on rolling, baby. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Collecting Dead Man. Please continue to subscribe and leave us a five-star review where you can. Follow me on Twitter at CollectUpDead and on Instagram at CollectingDeadMan. Check out my Linktree page so you can find the links to all my merchandise stores where you can find wherever this podcast is available and where you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Hit the like button and subscribe there as well. Please continue to support this podcast in any way you can. And until next week, Creatures of the Night, keep on rolling. <laughs>